Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Live, Train, Perform podcast. I'm your host, Sean Koba. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to be speaking on something that I wasn't going to speak up on. Uh, however, I've had a number of, number of people reach out to me and ask me what my uh, thoughts are on the current situation in Afghanistan. Uh, so I'm recording this on Tuesday, the 17th of August, uh, and I put together a post for my social media platforms recently, um, putting all this into words. So I'm going to share that with you guys here, then go into a little bit more detail. Um, so the post reads, I've been accused of being a baby killer. I've been called a puppet of my government sent to invade another country and do the dirty work on the ground. I've been assured that the work that my teams and I did was a waste of time and that the lives we lost was karma for being in another country. The list of accusations and verbal abuse and simple ignorance goes on and on. However, I don't lose any sleep about the opinions of others that haven't been in my boots, yet shout the loudest about war being unjust and morally wrong. Regardless of what the official government title or role of each battle group was, my job was to look after my mates to the best of my ability, along with the Afghani soldiers and security forces we were mentoring to provide stability in their own country once we left. Some of these soldiers had experienced life under the Taliban regime. We fought side by side with them and we earned their respect, as they did ours. They knew that one day we would leave the country and the weight of the country would be left on their shoulders. We also worked with soldiers whom had not experienced the Taliban regime. They were lazy, they were high all the time, they ran at the first sign of trouble and left us on our own to fight our way out of sticky situations. They expected us to be there to save their asses and acted accordingly. We didn't trust them. Unfortunately, the majority of the soldiers we worked with were the latter, so it's no surprise to see the rapid decline of security forces in Afghanistan recently, with the Taliban strolling back into power. A lot of people that had boots on the ground are struggling with the fact that Afghanistan was retaken so easily after 20 years, countless lives and injuries and casualties and trillions of dollars spent trying to build a better future for the local people. If you're in that position, rest assured that your contribution showed a generation of Afghanis what life could be like and hopefully inspires the resistance to rise up and crush a Taliban's reign of terror that has flared up across the country once again. I have no doubt that the atrocities that will be shared to the world in the coming weeks, weeks and months will have people calling for us to go back in and do something. Undoubtedly, these will be the same people that were calling for us to leave. The recent pictures and videos of civilians desperately trying to escape should paint a picture as to how terrified people are of the Taliban and the grim future that most Afghanis will likely face. My thoughts are with my Afghani brothers who stood side by side with Australian soldiers to fight a common enemy, as well as for those who cannot defend themselves. So, as I mentioned, uh, a lot of the soldiers that we worked with just didn't seem to give a fuck about their own country. Um, you know, they had no drive, they had no motivation, they'd never experienced life under Taliban regime. All they'd experienced was, you know, life under coalition forces, um, which was essentially providing them their safety. So, um, obviously, with the Taliban taking back power, you know, the country's going to go back 20 years. And unfortunately, not that all of the work that we did has been undone. I don't look at it like that. I look at it as, you know, we gave uh, a generation of Afghanis a look into what life could be like when the country is run properly without a force that's ruling through terror and fear and barbaric actions 
Now, I'm going to tell a little story here that I haven't told to too many people at all and definitely not on the podcast, but just to shed some light on um, you know, some of the Afghani locals that we worked with who really fucking loved having us there because we, you know, helped preserve their lives and we took the lives of the enemy, the common enemy that we were fighting together. So, uh, when I was on Cop Marshall, which was a combat outpost, which was in the Chora Baluchi Valley, the Afghani government was uh, building a road, uh, and this was building a sealed road that would go from the Chora Baluchi Valley down into uh, Tarankaut, which was the main city. Now, the dirt road was full of IEDs and things like that, um, and the government was trying to build a road so that the locals could get down to the bazaar, which was the market, so they could buy their food and um, be able to travel safely along that road. Now, um, the Afghani government actually employed local security forces to uh, provide security along that road as it was being built. And, you know, we were sitting on our base and we could see the road being being built up the valley and it was probably two, three kilometers away at this stage. And every single day, um, there was tracer rounds kicking off through the night um, you know, it was it was all kicking off every day for a couple of weeks, probably like two or three weeks. Um, we could hear it all kicking off. We could see it all kicking off. Uh, and we're like, fuck, man, these guys are getting a bit of a hiding. We need to go out there and, and help them. So what we did was my sniper team um, went along with the main patrol. We took a, a, a number of interpreters with us so that we could go into that checkpoint. So we basically did a patrol down into that vicinity. Uh, my sniper team went up onto the high ground where the the command element of the checkpoint, the local security forces were, um, whilst the main body, the engineers, the security section, the command element of my team went down into the green zone and kind of moved around in there. So whilst they were doing that, um, we had a little bit of a deception and we took our interpreters and started asking the local security forces where they were getting hit from, what time they were getting hit, who, how many people were hitting them, um, et cetera, et cetera. We took that information back with us and we put together uh, an intelligence package and then we came up with a plan. So basically what we did was we inserted at nighttime um, into that position. We cached a heap of um, food and ammunition and water and shit like that, specialist equipment that we needed for five-day task. And we basically went out into that position. I was a lead scout and I basically walked up onto that position uh, at nighttime about three o'clock in the morning and I was kind of like, fuck man, I hope this dude, because I could see a guy through my night vision goggles, I was like, I hope this dude um, doesn't see me and open fire because, you know, I may potentially have to kill him. Um, anyway, I got I snuck right up to this dude who was the um, rear security for uh, the security checkpoint and he was asleep and I basically just tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, hey mate, Australian soldier, Australian sh- soldier. Um, so once we got there, he welcomed us, um, went and told, you know, the other guys in the in that uh, checkpoint, but we were like, you cannot tell anyone else that we're here because we were worried that, you know, the information would leak to the Taliban um, and then they wouldn't attack. So basically what we ended up doing was observing uh, these key areas of interest throughout the day the next day and then uh it was just before last light um call to prayer came out people started moving into the mosque etc etc now once people started coming out of the mosque we could start we were seeing these guys these afghanis start crawling around in positions you know where five six seven eight hundred meters away these guys were crawling around acting really fucking dodgy um talking to each other, using hand signals and things like that. And we're like, oh shit, this is on. 
we're, this is about to kick off here and our uh, team leader, our supervisor, sorry, was like, boys, don't fire, don't fire, don't fire until they kick off. And, uh, you know, probably about five minutes later, once the Taliban had all moved into position, they launched a coordinated attack. Uh, and we were up on the high ground on this checkpoint. We had uh, smaller checkpoints down on the road, alongside the road where they were building it. Um, and those guys on the low ground started getting whacked um, with a heavy rate of fire. Uh, our supervisor was like, right, fire, fire, fire. And uh, basically, we just started picking off targets. And uh, um, I won't say too much else on that, but we had a significant impact on that battle. And there was a number of uh, funerals the next day. And that checkpoint or those checkpoints didn't get touched for the rest of the time that we were there. We were there for another four or five days. Uh, and then we uh, extracted, went back to our base, um, went through, you know, after action review, et cetera, et cetera. And then we pushed out to another valley and continued doing, um, you know, supporting other battle group operations and combat team operations, et cetera, et cetera. But basically we had really fucking good impact on um, that particular area. And that allowed, we, we, you know, took a few dudes out had a great impact so that, that secure, those security forces could continue doing their job, continue building that road up the valley, which then um, allowed the local people to live a safer, happier, easier life. Um, and those guys were super grateful to us and you know showed us tremendous um, hospitality because you know we fucking put our trust in them. We were inserted into their position we literally lived with them for five days and you know they could have fucking done anything to us we were always on the lookout you know we were ever vigilant uh you know making sure that we had our backs covered but those guys showed us tremendous uh hospitality and were extremely grateful for us to be able to have an impact on that area so then you know it essentially eliminated the threat for them so they could do their job um, and that mission in particular sticks out for me along with a number of others uh, with the Afghani National Army forces that we worked with. Some of the guys were really fucking solid and did understand that we would be leaving at some stage and they would have to take control of their own country and provide their own security. So uh, it's really sad to see uh, how rapidly the security forces deteriorated and the Taliban, how easy it was for the Taliban to retake control of the country. Um, in saying that, you know, we did know that that was likely going to happen just from our experience with some of the security forces that we worked with and the majority of them didn't really seem to give a fuck um, about what they were doing and, you know, they it, it wasn't really um, a big drive for them. They didn't see what life was like before to then understand that if they didn't didn't pull their weight and do something about it that life could quite easily go back to what it was you know 10 15 20 years ago so uh that's my, that's my thoughts on the subject i'm really grateful to have had an impact on the people uh the local people that i interacted with you know we built schools we built roads um we provided a lot of security um, to allow the, the local people, the local Afghanis, the villagers to be able to live uh, a happier, healthier, safer life. I really feel for those that uh, stood side by side with my Australian brothers um, and fought against a common enemy. Um, and I'm really, I'm really sad to see what's happening in Afghanistan at the moment and particularly with you know the desperation of the locals trying to 
um, do whatever they can to get out of Afghanistan and escape that reign of terror. So uh, that's it for my thoughts on that. Uh, anyone who did serve overseas and is struggling to deal with what's been happening in the last week or so, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to have a conversation. My phone is on to all the brothers that I served with. Never above you, never below you, always beside you. Brothers by choice. Much love.